Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your host. And apparently, my intro wanted to play twice. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Did it play again? You know what? It's fine. We're here. Hello, and happy Tuesday. Today is the day that Donald Trump is getting arrested, and everybody's freaking out, man, because it's going to happen this time. He truthed it out. People, they're they're here with it this time. They're here. Welcome to the show, everybody. I love your face. We got Little Wolf in the house and Lily Slowers and Jennifer Wazowski. It's good to see you, Stacey Mock and Mindbender. On Twitter, I got Ray Ray. Um, I don't know. What, I'm trying the Twitter thing out. We're just going to see how that goes. And welcome to everybody on Rumble and everybody who's listening after the fact on the podcast stations. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your support and for all that you guys do. I appreciate it to no end. I love your face. Um... Today, somebody's already said it. Christy Foss, she's like, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. We do have an update on the Donald Trump indictment as of about an hour ago. And so this morning I sat up and I put the whole show together. Um, I'm still going to do the show because the show focuses mainly on uh, people like who is supporting Trump and who didn't speak out against it. And we got some people we're going to talk a little bit about. I also want to talk about um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who came out again this week. And anytime I get the opportunity to bash on Fauci, I'm going to take it because he is in my top t- top five, probably at this point, probably top three of elitists that I hate the most is Dr. Anthony Fauci. So those are going to kind of be my topics for today. I'm really excited to be here for the nooner. We have a few shows this week. We have like noon. We have a show tomorrow night and we have a show Thursday night with just Justin. And then Saturday, Shannon has something going on. And so whether or not there will be a show on Saturday, I don't know more to come on that and what that's going to look like. Um, I might throw something together. We might watch ghost stories or I don't know something. Stacy mock. Uh, it's not alive until ship yells. And why am I yelling at Angie? Who's your number one? He's your number one. Hillary Clinton is my number one hated person on this planet. Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, Anthony Fauci in that order, in that order. That's who he's my number one. Fine. You guys can have him. Conservative ant posted a clock app uh, video on it already. Oh, did he? I got it from Benny Johnson off of Twitter. And so let's just go through it. So basically we have the indictment. We're going to go through kind of the, the steps of that and what that's going to look like. Um, so on Saturday, he truthed this thing out and blew the whole internet up with that. He was going to get arrested. Something about the legal fees and Stormy Daniels. Um, but Apparently this morning they have decided that it is not going to be this week. And this came up on, I think this was Fox News. Here you go. And good morning to you. Good early morning to you, John. Nice to be with you today. I'm Jillian Turner. This is America's Newsroom. Former President Trump said he would be arrested today as part of a hush money investigation. But the Manhattan grand jury we're learning is still, as of now, hearing from witnesses. Law enforcement source tells Fox News not to expect an indictment and arraignment until next week. Preparation for that hearing already underway at the courthouse in Lower Manhattan. The NYPD shutting down streets and building barriers in response to numerous safety concerns. Now, the potential arraignment of a former president presents somewhat of a logistical nightmare for law enforcement. But we are told that District Attorney Alvin Bragg has ruled out the possibility 
of a virtual hearing. He wants to do it in person. The case centers on a $130,000 hush money payment made by President Trump's former attorney Michael Cohen to adult film star Stormy Daniels back in 2016. Cohen later pleaded guilty to campaign finance charges in connection with that payment and was sentenced to three years in prison. Cohen has been a key witness in the case against Trump, but yesterday the jury heard from one of Cohen's former legal advisors who called him a serial liar with an axe to grind. And good morning to you. Good early morning to you, John. Nice to be with you today. I'm Jillian Turner. This is America. You know why it's doing it is because I had the loop button hit, Sonia. So thanks for that, for the technical checking on that. That's Sonia's job. She's fired again for like the third time this week. Yeah, there you go. No arrest is going to be happening today. Welcome to the show, you guys. No arrest is going to be happening today. Um, even though they, I guess New York city, they prepped for it. They put up barriers. They were ready for like a J six type of situation, right? But we ain't dumb. Okay. I know that Trump put the bottom of his truth. He's like, we need to protest, but people were like, no, nah, Nasus, no, nah, not this time around. There was some video of I, maybe 10 or 15 people out there that were protesting in the front of Trump tower in New York, but all of those people had COVID masks on. And so I am not convinced that they were actual Trump supporters. Um, any Trump supporter that I've ever met or even just person who maybe is not a Trump supporter but is awake um, isn't wearing a freaking mask anymore. And so I think those might have been some instigators that were there to start shit. And then when nobody showed up, they were like, oh, bus. They drove all the way there for no reason because nothing is going to be happening today. So more to come. It's supposedly it's going to be next week. We'll kind of see what happens and we're just going to follow it. That's the best we can do. This is, this kind of stuff is very hush hush. We don't get the privy to, we can't sit here and stream it uh, via C-SPAN. Like I like to do, you know, on those days, eat gummy bears and watch this shit real time. This is in like the basement of the Manhattan courthouse. It's all done in a very private and secretive thing. And if you think about it, everybody asks, why would Trump truth out something like this? <clears throat> why would he even, you know, because if he hadn't have truthed it out, we would have no idea any of this was going on. Stormy Daniels is running her mouth on, on Twitter about how, what a great day it's going to be. She, the first tweet that she wrote today was something about it. It's such a great day today. What a great day for arrests. And then now he's not getting arrested. So I hope she feels stupid. Hold on for me one second. I got to change this light. It's like right in my face. I hope she feels kind of dumb about the whole thing. Um, she probably doesn't, but we'll see. The masks. I know there's nobody. No, absolutely not. Y'all are infiltrated. Plus, they were like 100 years old. No, I mean, what are you going to do anyway at 100 years old? But we'll see. They were wearing masks. Um, <coughs> so more to come. Is it going to happen? I don't know. And, and honestly, they've been screaming about how this is going to happen for just about as long as we've been screaming about how Fauci needs to be arrested and Clinton needs to be arrested. This is just kind of the same thing only on the other side, right? And nobody's getting arrested except for his lawyer who, and the, what was their Stormy Daniels lawyer, the creepy porn lawyer. Do you guys remember that clip from Tucker? That was one of my favoriteest clips ever where Tucker went at him and he's like, you're a creepy porn lawyer. And he's like, don't call me that. It was great. We should watch. Maybe we'll watch that at the end too. With the TikTok stuff. We have a TikTok update too. Um, leaves on the trees in New York. Are we buffering? Like it came out of the committee and said that the Biden family is taking money from China the same day. There's a lot of things that are going on right now uh, in regards to what this could possibly be dis a distraction from. I'm still pretty convinced it's the mothership in, in our solar system. But what do I know? It's just aliens.
So more to come on the Trump stuff. Um, it's still unclear what's going to happen, but what this did do, and this is kind of what I wanted to highlight the show of, of this part of the show for today. What this did was this showed you who was part of the establishment and who wasn't. Who spoke up against this? Because whether you like Trump or hate him, what's happening with this isn't right. Okay, these are misdemeanor charges. They're old as dirt. Okay, the only reason that they're bringing them up, and it is blatantly obvious the only reason they're bringing them up, is because we're coming up on election season. We're in elect. We're in kind of technically in an election season now. If you think about it, that's the only reason they're coming up. It's a political opponent. They're scared to death he's going to be president again, which is interesting to me. But that's what it is. Then they, they think that if he's going to be indicted, that he is not going to be president. I, I'm not sure. So all of this leading up to this, but apparently before they met yesterday, there was a star witness and that star witness was Robert Costello. And this was the lawyer of Trump's lawyer or something. But I got his video here. He had a lot to say, too. I'm the one who decided to do this. A lot of people cautioned me against it because I had nothing to gain. The only thing I'm doing is trying to tell the truth to the grand jurors because I read all these lies in the, in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is far from solid evidence. This guy, by any prosecutor's standard, and I used to be deputy chief of the criminal division in the Southern District of New York, I wouldn't have touched a guy like Michael Cohn, especially if he's a convicted perjurer. Not to mention, as I said, the 50 to 100 lies he told us that are in those 330 emails. I can't say that because you really you just don't know. I can't read people's minds. I could see certainly a few of them were doing what you're doing right now, shaking your head up and down, uh, but not everybody. So I just don't know. I would love for those people to watch TV or something tonight or just remember what I said and say to the prosecutors, listen, we'd like to see the rest of those emails. Don't cherry pick six emails out of 330 and then ask Costello questions about it. That's not fair by anybody's standard. That's pretty. I have a, a statement here. I'll give it to you people. Yeah. That's what he told us. Yes. Not his own money, money that he borrowed pursuant to a HELOC loan. Yeah. And why did you take the loan, Michael? I didn't. I wanted this secret. I didn't even want my own wife to know, much less Melania Trump. You know? Just to be clear, did he ever specifically tell you that Donald Trump does not know about Yes, absolutely. He said that. You know, that's what he said at the time. Is it true? I don't know. Did you tell the grand jury that? Yes, I did. But I had to force that into an answer. They were getting upset because they'd asked me a limited question based on one of these six emails, and I would volunteer information that I thought the grand jury needed to hear. Okay? When I say once in a while, he did this at least 20 times and said, guys, I want you to know, I will do whatever the F I have to do. I will never spend one day in jail. Now, what he's saying is, I'll lie, cheat, steal, shoot somebody. I will not spend a day in jail. Do you think a guy whose mentality is that is going to not admit that he has information on Donald Trump? But having yeah. said that, the DA's office didn't ask me questions to bring that up. And I, I brought it up anyway. I, didn't, I ignored their questions and simply 
gave them the information. I'm hearing rap in my ear, left and right. Uh, I'll continue if you want, but uh, I... Well, let me just ask you one, one sure. final question, if it's okay, Mr. Cassell. Sure. If, if you were the DA, if you were a prosecutor and you were trying to be fair and honest and serve the law rather than a political agenda, you'd want to know that, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And I told them and told the grand jury today, I was deputy chief of the criminal division of the U.S. attorneys for the Southern District. I said, I wouldn't touch a witness like Michael Cohn for any amount of money. You simply yeah. cannot rely upon this guy. And tonight he was on another station denying that he waived the attorney client privilege. Here it is in writing. Yeah. And that's his signature on the second page. So that's unbelievable. I guess he didn't know that. And the district attorney didn't know that. And I told them, Michael Cohn has been in your office 20 times and twice in the grand jury. And he forgot to tell you that he waived the attorney client privilege 22 times. I mean, really, is this the kind of witness yeah. You want to ride to the finish line? Not yeah. in my book. Well, I, I think all they care about is the finish line. But um, I So that was Michael Cohen's financial advisor. And Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's previous lawyer before he fired him because they, I don't remember why. That was, that's how long this was ago. And apparently he had given Stormy Daniels some hush money and but had written it off as a don't something about donation campaign funds or something like that. But it sounds like Trump didn't even know anything about that. So and it sounds like Cohan's trying to flip to get himself out of hot water. The whole thing is very is very is bogus. I mean, the whole thing is bogus. There's that, too. And somebody else had stated this, too, that these are misdemeanor charges that are usually just slapped with a fine. Again, this is this is going after a political opponent just because he has announced that he is running for presidency. And that really should scare people, I think, more than Donald Trump being hauled off to jail. Right. Because if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody. Now, there were a lot of people that spoke up in defense of this, spoke up saying, even though they're not Trump fans, came out and said, look, this just isn't right. Uh, and it really started with what is his name? The Ohio presidential candidate Vivek Ramazway, who took the stage yesterday and called out a whole bunch of people, specifically Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, to denounce the lawsuit, to denounce what's happening at the DA's office. Um, and then shortly after that, they did. But here is his speech right here. It was a, uh, an important day in the country. So the reason I'm doing this is because the rest of the Republican field I think has been deafeningly silent about an important issue in the country today. Yes, I know it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yes, I know there's a lot of other issues in education or elsewhere that, I, that need to be addressed that I and others have talked about. But that's not the news of today. Okay, the news of today was that this morning we learned that it is likely that the New York Manhattan Atter District Attorney is likely to indict a former president of the United States who is running for office. Now, I want to be very clear. I am in a presidential primary running against that individual, Donald Trump. But what I'm about to say has nothing to do with Donald Trump and everything to do with the integrity of an election and the integrity of a self-governing democracy. So I don't care whether you root for Trump or whether you don't. If you root for the integrity of our constitutional republic, then you need to be on the side of being really clear. We cannot have politically empowered prosecutors eliminating the opposition of a ruling party using arrest power. It is a sad day in America. It is a dark day in America 
if you have the ruling party in this country using police power to arrest its political opposition, that would be the beginning of the end as we know it. And I'll ask everybody here, wherever you are, on supporting Trump or not, I don't care, a thought experiment. Rewind back to 2004. Okay, if Bush and Cheney used police power in this country to arrest John Kerry for a technical campaign finance violation that normally would never have been charged, and if most as a, as a misdemeanor, liberals in this country would have cried bloody murder. And you know what? They would have been right. They would have had a point. And I pledge, I promise to you, I would have been standing there right there with them to say, even if John Kerry is not my man, this is not the way we run elections in this country. This is not the way we run a justice system in our country. Whether or not, whatever your politics are, we put principles first. And so the thing that disappoints me is I said that this morning as soon as I read the news. I didn't ask my political consultants or anything else. Put out a statement the fastest way I knew how that was on Twitter. And I expected my lead Republican fellow candidates in this race, prospective or actual, to follow suit. Because this isn't about, you know, we're running against the guy. That's fine. But this is about the principles. We should want to win not by eliminating the competition, but by actually earning the trust of the voters. That's what I'm trying to do, okay? What I heard instead was silence. And so the announcement I wanted to make tonight, to be crystal clear, is by tomorrow morning, I would like for even the beloved donor class favorites in this race, including Nikki Haley, including Ron DeSantis, to join me in calling on the New York Manhattan District Attorney to abandon this political persecution through prosecution. It's a very clear statement. Either you're on that side of actually avoiding that political persecution as prosecution, or you're not. And if you're not, that's fine. You better explain why. But I think the, the Republican voter base, the Republican primary voters, the conservative movement deserves transparency. It deserves candor. And if you're not going to stand up, then you need to step out of the way we need to stop being fake in our party. We need to stop being beholden to a donor class that, as we speak, is being asked for permission to say the things that we're saying. The GOP actually needs to liberate itself from that donor class and start speaking candidly to its base again. Teddy Roosevelt said, speak softly and carry a big stick. Well, right now we have leaders in this party who are willing to speak loudly, but when push comes to shove, they carry a small stick. Teddy Roosevelt is rolling over in his grave, but no longer. I'm going to be very clear. It is a challenge. It is a, it is a demand that I make upon my fellow candidates running in this race, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley included, to clearly come out and state whether they join me in a call to that Manhattan district attorney to abandon a political prosecution that if they do, that will be good for this country. And if they don't, that will be the beginning, I think, of the end of much of the American experiment as we know it for a generation. We can't afford that. Please join me in that movement in calling for justice. Okay, and for those who are just joining, there will be no indictment this week. It doesn't sound like we watched that video a little earlier in the live. You can go back and watch it, but there will be no indictment this week. There will be no arrest this week. And so much to the to the demise of, of certain people of a different certain party. Uh, there will be not be an arrest. It doesn't sound like anything's going to happen. It has a lot to do with the witness and so on and so forth. But now what we're going to kind of talk about is the people that spoke out. So again, that was, I can't remember his name, Vivek Ramsey, who I've never heard of before in my life, but he is an Ohio presidential candidate. He is running against Donald Trump and he came out and stood there full chest and was like, I get it. Like I'm running against him too, but 
this is wrong. Like what they are doing to him is wrong. And he's absolutely right. He is absolutely right. If they can do it to Trump, they can do it to him. They can do it to um, Nikki Haley. They can do it to Ron DeSantis. They can do it to whoever they want, whoever is pushing back against the establishment. So it really put him coming out and saying that really kind of put some pressure on Ron DeSantis. I think a lot of people were waiting for Ron DeSantis to come out and say something. And he finally did late yesterday afternoon or sometime early last night. And here was Ron DeSantis and what he had to say about it. From the Florida Standard. Uh, we wanted to know what your thoughts are on the rumored Trump indictment and if you have any role in it, um, if charges are brought on him, will you have any role in extradition to New York? Thank so you. I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The, the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. We, we are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros DA, okay? He's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base. Uh, I've got real issues I got to deal with here in the state of Florida. We're obviously shutting down uh, CBDC, which is important. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature. Uh, I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. Uh, I can't spend my time uh, worrying about uh, things, things of that nature. So, so we're not going to be involved in it in any way. Um, I'm fighting for Floridians, and I'm fighting back against Biden. That's what I do every single day. Yep. Governor, um, another question in terms of that. Are you aware there has been any communication between Florida law enforcement and New York authorities if they do indict and President Trump does not go to New York for arraignment? Discussions about how he may be arraigned here in Florida since he resides here. Are you aware of any? I'm not aware of anything. Can we talk money for one more minute? Yes. Yeah. Didn't George Soros come out and like praise Ron DeSantis. Am I remembering that right? I sure, I think I'm remembering that right. Am I remembering that right? I think I am. My hope for 2024 is that Trump and Governor DeSantis of Florida will slug it out for the Republican nomination. Trump has turned into a pitiful figure continually bemoaning his loss in 2020.
20. Big Republican donors are abandoning him in droves. DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious. He is likely to be a Republican candidate. This could induce Trump, whose narcissism has turned into a disease, to run as a third-party candidate. That would uh, lead to a democratic landslide and force the Republican Party to reform itself. But perhaps I may be just a little bit biased. Okay, maybe not support him necessarily, but came out and foreshadowed his presidency. Anytime that, I mean, and almost, it sounded like support to me. I don't know. It sounded like he was like, I think Ron DeSantis would be, it sounds like like my dad. I think Ron DeSantis would be a really good pick. Duh, 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 duh. Uh, Little Wolf says, I still think that was Soros's way of nailing DeSantis's coffin. If people think he's backed by Soros, they'll back away from him. And back away from him, they did. <clears throat> well, hopefully they will. But so Ron DeSantis, he came out, he did make his statement. Whether you bought it or not, it's kind of up to you. I'm not here to, to make you decide. I'm, I'm, he hasn't announced for president yet, so I'm not really thinking about him as a, as a candidate for president. But I know a lot of people are, and I know a lot of people really like him. They really liked him until he came out and did that. Um, but just more to come on the Ron DeSantis. I'm glad he came out and said something. Um, although I wish it would have been a little more with a little more gusto, but again, I understand he's trying to run Florida too, I suppose. And we'll just see what happens. So Nikki Haley, she also did come out after this, after Ravensway's video, she also came out and gave an interview. And I want to say this was either last night or sometime this morning. And here's what Nikki Haley. Now, Nikki Haley is another presidential candidate who announced that she is running for 2024 presidency against Donald Trump for the Republican party. And here is what she had to say. Great to be with you, Brett. Thanks. I want to start with the breaking news. The former president seems to believe that he may um, get arrested. In other words, be indicted by the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. I want to get your reaction to that. Don't know that it's official yet, but your thoughts about it. Well, I think it's right now it's rumor, and I certainly hope it's not the case. Um, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. But, you know, from everything I've seen from this uh, New York um, district attorney is that this would be something he'd be doing for political points. And I think what we know is when you get into political prosecutions like this, it's more about um, revenge than it is about justice. And, you know, I think the country would be better off talking about things that the American public is cares about than to sit there and have to deal with some revenge by some political people in New York. You know, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was getting criticism that he hadn't he hadn't spoke up about this uh, today. He was asked about it. Here's a piece of that. Look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just I can't speak to that. We, we are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros D.A. 
The former president then responded on his truth social, saying Ron DeSantis will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage or possibly a man. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. And then he linked a story about uh, DeSantis being a teacher. Um, at a college, what, what is your sense about this? Um, and, and obviously you're running against both of these men. Look, I mean, they can go back and forth on all of that stuff. I think what we need to focus on is, first of all, you know, you never want to condone any sort of prosecution that's being politicized because we know that that's just political revenge. And I think we've seen enough of that over the past few years. The second thing is the American people want us talking about things that really matter, which is the economy. They want to talk about, you know, what's happening with Russia and China right now. They want to talk about the fact that, you know, we've got to get our kids back in schools and back on track. There's a lot of issues we have in this country and, you know, they can duke it out on that stuff. But that's just not anything that Americans are talking about today. You mentioned uh, China and Russia. The Chinese. Can we just talk about Nikki Haley for one second? How out of touch is she? You can simply go to see what is trending on social media, on any social media app and search, and you will find what is trending. And let me tell you something. None of that is trending. OK, what is trending right now is, is Donald Trump going to jail? And what is trending right now is is the election of 2020. Like people want to know that kind of stuff. They they don't they want to know why their money is being sent to Ukraine and by the billions, right? They they I mean nobody is the economy's not trending. We know the economy's shit. We don't need to talk more about the economy. We want to know how they're going to fix it and everybody says we're going to talk about the economy, but nobody says that we're going to fix it. Uh Nikki Haley seems to be just a tad out of touch. I don't think she has a prayer when it comes to this. I don't know if she's posturing for maybe a future run. Um but she doesn't have a prayer in regards to running for 2024. I don't think she's going to make the nominee. But I'm glad to see that she did come out and say something along the lines, even though, again, it seemed a bit out of touch uh, with what people really do want to talk about. But more to come on Nikki Haley. GOP Judiciary Committee run by Jim Jordan also spoke out in regards to what was going on. And this happened almost immediately. So they sent a letter to Breggs, who is the one, the, the district attorney, who's the one behind the lawsuit. They sent a letter signed by a bunch of their members. Um, they want to talk to him. They want him to come testify. They want to find out where they got this information, why he decided to put it out. Now, he's got all these questions. And here is Jim Jordan. Tell me about this letter and what you're seeking. Well, yeah, this letter comes at the direction of the speaker for the House Administration Committee, the House Oversight Committee, Chairman Comer, Chairman Style, and, and then Judiciary Committee. And we sent this letter to Mr. Bragg saying, we want to talk to you. We want to know what's going on here. We want to see the communications that have, that have taken place between the Federal Justice Department and your district attorney's office there in, in Manhattan. Because understand, Harris. First, they went after President Trump on Russia. Then it was a phone call with Zelensky. Then they wanted his tax returns. Then they go after his business records. Then they go after his children. And now it's some misdemeanor alleged bookkeeping error that they're going to. And this is from the prosecutor who initially didn't want to do this. In fact, he had people resign because he wasn't going to do this because no one else will bring this case. I mean, the DOJ didn't bring the case. The federal district of New York didn't bring the case. The previous prosecutor in the district there in Manhattan didn't bring the case. Mr. Bragg himself didn't want to bring the case. But then he got pressured, I think, from the left. And I would say this. The one thing that has changed, the one thing that I think has changed his mind is mm -hmm. President Trump announced he was going to run for president again. And suddenly here they go. Now they're coming after him for some alleged bookkeeping error. You've got to be kidding me. So uh, we, we, we want to know what kind of federal involvement may have may have taken place here. And okay. we want to know, did this stem from the Mueller special counsel investigation getting to this point as well? Now, I tell you what, 
Okay. If all of this turns out to be a big old nothing burger, which it might considering late. And again, if you're just coming in late, they are not going to be indicting him today. There will be no jail time for president Trump, at least starting today, probably not this week. They are going to be reevaluating it next week. A lot of it has to do with the surprise witness that came out, which we just watched before. So now you're caught up. If this turns out to be a big old nothing burger and Jim Jordan comes in and he's going to have this guy testify in front of that house. We are going to be live streaming it. What a fun time that would be, Sonny. Wouldn't that be a fun time? Totally worth the gummy bears at that point. We would kick back, relax. We'll live stream it. We'll bring some gummy bears. We can wear our jammies. Okay, because I want to hear what this dude's got to say. Like, and I want to, I want him to haul Stormy Daniels in too. I want to see it all. I want to see like the fireworks. I want to see him call him a creepy porn lawyer. I want to, I want to see it. Fucking phenomenal. We're going to be there. So more to come on that. I have all of my notifications turned on for their live streams and their shit on Twitter. And so as soon as I know, we'll get it scheduled and we'll watch if they can make that happen. That would be fantastic. Purple Princess, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. I'm see good to see your face. Um, so more to come on that. And then lastly, okay, listen, I want to talk about Kevin McCarthy. Okay, look, when we were going through the house picks, we were all like no to the Kevin McCarthy. Okay, because he's standing there with his little Ukraine pen and he's having these little secret conversations with Biden at the, the the dinner that they had. Right. Not the one where they pushed over. What's his name? But the other one, the little dinner they had where they were going to send more money to Ukraine. Mitch McConnell. That's who it is. Remember when they pushed Mitch McConnell? I'm pretty sure they pushed him over. They probably tripped him. I don't know anything updates on Mitch McConnell either, but they were going to send all this money to Ukraine. And he was like, Slava Ukraine and him and Nancy. And we were all like, this dude's a fucking waste like what are we doing we are really gonna make him speaker of the house like we sat here for hours and watched the house pick and days it went on for like three like three or four days it was days and every time my heart sank a little more and a little more and then he won and we were all like you and marjorie taylor green for promoting you like all of you and he's like we're gonna help ukraine and then he gets in and they invited him to ukraine last week and they were like you need to go he's like i ain't going to ukraine and he's like pushing for legislation not to send more money to Ukraine. He's all of a sudden like anti-Ukraine. He doesn't want to talk about Ukraine. He wants to focus on the, well, I don't know if we got duped or if the Freedom Caucus like has him by the nuts because that's the only way that they would give him his vote is if they could vote him out on one vote only. It was where before it had to be like a majority. So I don't know if he duped us or if he was just playing the game to try and get in, to get into the seat. And now he's just like, no, like we're not giving Ukraine any more money. I'm not going to Ukraine. And then he came out and he was one of the first people that spoke out against what was happening with Trump. And here is his video. Doesn't matter if this was president Trump or if this was a Democrat, it should be equal justice in America and stop going after people because you have political differences. I see people all the time that I have political difference. I respect their opinion. I may disagree with it, but why would you ever try to use the law for it? And it goes directly against everything that this Manhattan DA has professed. He brags about lowering felonies to misdemeanors and not prosecuting. We've watched crime in New York where people are afraid to walk the streets. We watched campaigns. And I will tell you, one of the reasons we won races in New York is based upon this DA of not protecting the citizens of New York. And now he's spending his time on this. First of all, they've got really cute matching little vests. You see that? I love it when it's casual day down there in D.C. or wherever the hell. I don't even know where they were. 
They're like, it's casual day, guys. It's khakis and a little vest, sweater vest. They don't match. They're close to matching, though. Kevin McCarthy reminds me of a high school principal. Like in that thin little voice. I don't know. I'm glad he's sticking to his word. I'm glad he's doing what he promised that he would do. Um, he also accused Trump of starting an insurrection. I found that, too, when I was looking for this. They've said some stuff. But then again, so did Christy Noam. I don't know if you guys knew that. I found a video of Christy Noam blaming Trump for the insurrection. And I'm not going to show it because it's old as shit, but just more to come. And since we're on the subject of Christy Noam, nothing. I have not heard a word from Christy Noam or my own damn governor, who's, I'm convinced, a piece of shit anyway. But I don't know. I might vote for her. We'll see. But my own governor ain't said nothing. Christy Noam hasn't said anything. Um, so I don't know. A lot of the people that I thought would be some of the first to speak out were not. Uh, I was kind of surprised at who did kind of speak out. Like I said, that guy from uh, wherever he was from, Ravensway. I had no idea who he was until now. But now I'm a fan. So good for him. Um, his face now with the tapes. Uh, yes. Yep. That's what it was. The Florida Oath Keeper sounding off. What's that? Is that like a thing? They're sounding off. Are they in Florida? Because nothing's happening today. Again, if you're just joining us, there will be no indictment this week. That was just announced earlier today. There's no indictment this week. Nobody's getting arrested this week. And so if they're there popping off, well, I'll know what to tell you. Like it's for nothing because nothing's going to happen this week anyway. Um, Ashley says either he finally speaking truth or the person with their hand up his ass, allowing him to keep the peace. That's kind of what I think. I think he's owned by somebody. And again, it might have to do with the freedom caucus and the things that he, uh, the stipulations that were laid down in order for him to win the majority of their votes. Cause that's what the holdout was. Or even Trump came out and was like, Hey, look, he would be Kevin McCarthy would be a great speaker of the house. And so maybe Trump has kind of got in his back a little bit and was like, listen, if you don't do this, like I'm going to drop you in the swamp at Mar-a-Lago and that's just where you're going to stay. Um, but I'm glad to see that he's at least saying he's doing right by the people. And he's not, like I said, he's not going to Ukraine. He's no longer supporting a lot of the funding going to Ukraine. Uh, some more to come on the Kevin McCarthy stuff. But those were really, I mean, there were obviously there were a lot of people like Dan Bongino, Fox News, Tucker Carlson came out and did his whole thing about it, you know, and you know how they do. But these are some of the more prominent people that came out and spoke out about it quickly and first. Um, so these are people to really kind of keep eyes on. DeSantis and Nikki Haley, I do believe, only spoke on it. One, because they were probably asked, but two, because they were called out. Um, and they really, people were waiting to see if they were going to speak on it. And I'm glad to see that they both did, although it was rather dismissively. It is, I didn't expect them to come out and be like, go Trump. I, but I did expect some kind of, to be a little more fired up about it, I guess, than they were. Um, they were just very nonchalant. They were very focused on their own thing. Uh, even though something like this could potentially affect anybody who ever wants to run for office in anything at any point anywhere. And that's you, me, I'll never run for office, but any Basanya, if Sonia wants to run for president, I mean, that could be her. I wouldn't let it happen because I'm loud. You know, I'm, I'm not allowed to happen to you. I got you. I got you, Sonia. I got you. Okay. Anyway, that was Kevin McCarthy. And that's, those were the biggest one. Kevin also tweeted out his support, uh, for not doing this uh, multiple times on his Twitter, along with Jim Jordan and the Freedom Caucus did as well. Um, so those are going to be the people that we need to watch. You just have to, oh, I'm going to automatically assume that everybody else is swampy. And that's just how we're going to have to do this because you don't know. And if they're not speaking out at least against the action, 
They don't have to support Trump, but they have to speak out at least against the action of it. Then that's what we're going to be doing from here on out. Um, what else do I got? I want to talk about Fauci. That's all I have. That's all I have for the indictment stuff. Uh, so more to come next week, or if something else pops off this week, uh, we can, I'll do a quick live. I can't guarantee we'll be really put together or there'll be much of a notice, uh, but I'll do a quick live and we'll talk about it. I don't know about making a bunch of TikToks. We'll see <laughs> anymore. I think I'm, I think I'm banned on my main. I haven't checked it yet. I haven't even been on TikTok yet today. Um, but the, the pronoun people came in hard and came in hot. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow night with hippie because they came in hard and hot for her too. But so let's move on. Let's move on to Dr. Fauci. Trust the science. Dr. Fauci, who got so lucky, PBS came out and they did an entire docu-series on Dr. Fauci and his wife and their private life, okay? I haven't watched it. I'm taking clips from it, but if you think I'm gonna go watch it and waste a bunch of time doing that, you're high. I will find the clips that I need. And then, no, I'm not gonna watch it. No, I don't have time for that. I don't wanna watch Fauci mope around. We're going to here in a minute though. But he came out and they talk an awful lot about the security that they have to have now, thanks to his COVID-19 stuff. They talk an awful lot about like their, their life and how it's just kind of very invasive right now. And they're always kind of living a little bit in fear and fucking good. Good. You piece of shit. You locked everybody down. You know what? Let me just play the, I'm going to, you know what? L listen, do you need to be reminded of how shitty Dr. Fauci is. I can remind you, I have videos for days. I have this one. This one is probably one of my more favorite ones put together. Here you go. Active to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today, based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge, the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Anyway, so let me just go on about NIH lifts funding pause on gain-of-function research that might be anticipated to create, transfer, or use enhanced potential pandemic pathogens. I don't think this is going to be foolproof. Things are going to slip through. If it may have been a lab, may have been nature, we're supposed to look forward, then why did Dr. Fauci work so hard for just one of those theories? I'm almost have to laugh at that, Neil. I mean, that's totally bizarre. First of all, I wasn't leaning totally strongly one way or the other. I've always kept an open mind. As you know, there's a sort of urban legend that there's a biological warfare center in Wuhan and that the coronavirus escaped from that. Did you have any sense of where it probably came from? I think ultimately we know that these things come from an animal reservoir. I've heard these conspiracy theories and like all conspiracy theories, they're just conspiracy theories. I wasn't leaning totally strongly one way or the other. I've always kept an open mind. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Should you be wearing two masks or one mask? I often myself wear two masks. Can we make a general recommendation that doesn't have scientific basis yet? No. Please wear a mask. 
the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask because I'm fully man, I'm fully vaccinated. When you're in a congregate indoor setting, wear a mask. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. I went with Dr. Burks into the president and said, 15 days are not enough. We need to go 30 days. Obviously, there were people who had a problem with that because of the potential secondary effects. Nonetheless, at that time, the president went with the health recommendations and we extended it another 30 days. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. So the worst possible thing you could do is vaccinate somebody to prevent infection and actually make them worse. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. Well, well the latter part of what you just said is untrue. You don't get worse results from vaccinating. He really has the flu. She definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. The optimal degree of protection when you get infection is to get vaccinated after infection. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. The optimal degree of protection when you get infection is to get vaccinated after infection. She really has the flu. She definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. So if you're saying, are we out of the pandemic phase in this country? We are. Is this country ready for another pandemic? And are we still in the one we have not, uh, yeah. that we've been talking about? Well, we certainly are still in it. The safety of these vaccines have been clearly established. The long-term effects that the people are apparently concerned about really have with, with I'm sure there is a very, 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 very rare exception, but the long-term effects are really essentially non-existent. Do we have any data about, you know, vaccines and the, the back end of that or the negative side of that? There's been a, yeah. a number of studies. New York yeah. Times just did one about um, sure. menstruating cycles and how that is affected by vaccines. Yeah, though, well, the menstrual thing uh, is, is something that seems to be quite transient and, and temporary. That's the point. That's one of the points. We need to study it more. We need to study because it. Because the other side that just keeps putting out misinformation and disinformation seems to be tireless in that effort. An article in the San Francisco Examiner, I think, a Sunday magazine section, which was just phenomenal. I still have a picture of it. It says, um, I call you murderer, an open letter to an incompetent idiot, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of NIAID. Da -na -na -na. Now, that video was courtesy of a young lady named Texas Lindsay on Twitter, and you can go and find her. She is just at Texas Lindsay, and she put that together. I think it was trademarked in there, too. So if you want to go grab her, she's fantastic. She posts a lot of stuff. So Sonny says the who came out yesterday and said that COVID should not be treating as nothing but another type of flu. But then today, the is it the CDC. I don't remember what three letter agency it was. It might have been. 
I want to get, I just saw it too. And I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, Justin FDA, it's the FDA. FDA is going to authorize another round of the MRNA boosters within a few weeks for COVID-19. So on the one hand, we're going to treat it like flu, but on the other hand, you're going to need to go get a bajillionth booster. Vaccines are safe and effective. Please make sure you go get one. They're just, they're there for your health. Same as masks. Masks were there for your health. Anyway, anyway, somebody had said it in the comments. Is everybody's blood pressure good and high now? Are we all pissed off now that we've been brought back to what a piece of crap this dude is and how we had to sit here and listen to him drone on for two years? We all know why. Regardless of what you believe, we all know why it had to be this way, right? Because you wouldn't have known who Dr. Fauci was or all the terrible things that he had done over the last 30 years if it hadn't been for COVID-19 and if Trump hadn't put him at the spotlight of the entire thing. But now that we're all good and pissed off, let me bring it back down just a little bit. So back to the PBS special. Because of the PBS special, some footage had been released. I think that is what this video is from. Somebody said in the comments, it was the door-to-door campaign that Fauci was doing back in 2021. So in 2021, they were struggling to get people vaccinated. And so they were going door-to-door in the bigger cities, trying to convince people to get vaccination and to get them to convince their friends and family. And then some footage of that had actually come up. And I don't know why it's just coming out now, um, but I'm glad it is. Here you people go. in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to create vaccinations. Well, it it used to take years. Okay, it used to. You know how how many years were invested in in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. 20 years is not enough. And nine months is definitely not enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? It's much more serious than the flu. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know, how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all giving that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. You gonna pass. Yeah, definitely. Because when you you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah, else, something it, else I, going it on is something going on. You're right, but I'm glad millions of people like me and almost everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, I, well, I won't keep you okay, anymore. It's okay because my, 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 my incentive, y'all campaign, is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear. This pandemic. That's all it is. Dr. Fauci looks so defeated. Do you guys see him? He's like, my little hands. Listen, did he really just stand there and say, well, there was no deaths from the flu this year, of course, you know, but of course, of course, because you labeled every single death in 2020 as COVID-19. You said the quiet part out loud. You said the part that we tried to tell people for an entire year 
out loud. And that's just it. Because you changed all of the, you changed it all. Nobody, your grandma, she was in a car accident. She died. She didn't die from a car accident. She died from COVID-19. If she tested positive for COVID-19 via those stupid ass tests that barely fucking work, probably implanting chips into your brain. Okay. Remember they had to go clear up your nose. No, of course there was no flu deaths. Everybody died from COVID. And that guy nailed it on the head at the end of it. He said, this is a pandemic of fear. And I'm sorry, I have to agree with him. I know, I know, I know people are like, I had it. I lost my sense of taste. And Listen, the mind is a powerful fucking thing. It is a powerful thing. And you can convince yourself, especially if you got a faulty test and it tells you, just like when I watched this whole episode, I don't remember what it was. It was like one of those doctor shows. This lady had convinced herself that she was pregnant and her body responded, growing a baby bump and everything. She had never had a baby. There was no fetus. There was no baby. But she had everything, the swollen breasts, the big belly, the hormones. She felt it kicking. There was no baby. It was all in her head. So maybe, but no, no, no. That's why, like, no, just, that's enough. That's all I'm going to say about that on YouTube. Like a reverse placebo effect. Only in reverse. And I was convinced of this. I'm sorry. I didn't talk about it because the people, even when people on the right came in, they were like, my grandma. I'm like, I get it. But I'm going to need to see your grandma's medical history, okay? Because I'll bet not. Okay, I'll bet she died from her diabetes or something. So I didn't say anything. The mind is a powerful thing. And it can convince you of just about anything if you believe it enough. Okay. Now that we all feel a little bit better, because that was great. So kudos to that patriot. We should probably find him and send him a little something. That was fantastic. Good for him. Also, Fauci show up at my house. That would be awesome. Be like, I run this podcast. You want to come be a guest? I'm live right now. Why don't you come downstairs? Come downstairs to the dungeon. Okay. I'll get a seat. We'll sit right here. We'll sit right here and we'll talk. Me and Dr. Fauci have a conversation. Teach me about virology. I can't even say the word. Can't even say the word. Okay. Where are we at? I got on a tangent and now I'm off base. Okay, that's right. So the door-to-door campaign. And then, like I said, PBS came out with a special and they had clipped part of this special and put it out on social media. I'm supposed to promote it. The watch. Here you go. So Tony has security 24-7. It started in the spring of 2020. You know, and they go with us everywhere we go. I never answer the door. I never answer the phone. We don't get any mail at the house. You feel like you have to be aware all the time that there's a possible danger. You didn't uh, smell the rose yesterday. Want to smell it? See if you can smell it. Yeah, let me see. (laughs) (sighs) You got it? Yeah. (laughs) Good. Some of the messages make me furious. I mean, I get some on my own. You know, you're going to rot in hell and you should be hung. 
Uh, you know, things like that. What's this? I mean, it's very sad, actually. Sometimes it's scary, but mostly it's sad. I mean, there are two things that are true. One is I know how hard he works and how much he cares about what he's doing. And I also get to see lots of positive feedback that he gets from people. Thanks. One of my heroes. Yeah, good to see you. Take care. You would think that some of the gratitude was a positive thing. It doesn't feel positive. It feels exposed. You feel so exposed. I mean, that just doesn't feel, that doesn't feel good. That's not a positive way to go through life. They will never be able to safely walk down the streets again. Dr. Fauci isn't getting swarmed by fans or, or, or people that just adore him. They have to have security probably the rest of their lives, especially now that, well, okay, so let's go back. So two weeks ago, Howley introduced a bill um, asking for all of the information in regards to the origins of COVID to be made public, to be given to them so that it could be made public. And that bill was passed unanimously. And on normal circumstances, anything that passes through um, anything unanimously is normally not good for us, okay? In this instance, it might be kind of interesting to find out what exactly it is, is where exactly it came from. So the bill hit Biden's desk yesterday and Biden signed it yesterday with the clause that he is only going to be releasing a good chunk of the information, but not all of the information, because he essentially said that there is information that they have that is pertinent to national security, which means that it could put national security at risk. But it would be really interesting to find out if COVID-19 at the end of the day was created specific, like if they could track it back and it was created by Dr. Fauci and his team and his wife, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, and his team. If we get all the way back and they're like, it came from China. Well, let's break it down. Who was in China? Who was the doctor? Who were the doctors that were doing this? Who were the scientists? And it turns out to be Fauci. Now, the problem with this is, too, is that all this information is coming out now and everybody's like, it's just a big old nothing burger. And it, it's, it is, but it's not because it, this is the exact information that we wanted out there and we wanted talked about and we wanted to talk about in 2020. Could you imagine if this information had come out in 2020 as mainstream that it was leaked from a lab and a lab that Dr. Fauci funded? In Ukraine? <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said, Sonia. Can't convince me otherwise. I'm I'm convinced. No, this would have been front page news. We locked it all down. This is what Fauci did this. Fauci's team created this. Didn't you make t-shirts with Hail Fauci on them? Come on. Come on, man. But it's the time, right? Now we're so far removed from it. And we're going into 2024 and Trump's getting arrested and Biden's falling downstairs and he's slammed social security. I don't know. They did something with social security and retirement benefits this week. And there's an alien mothership in our, I mean, that nobody's paying. This is, this is the accountability that you wanted. This is the accountability that you're going to get. We can't hang people in the streets anymore. We just can't. That's went out in the thirties, twenties, thirties, teens. Can't, can't do it. Okay. 
But Dr. Fauci and his wife will never live in peace again, ever, especially if this investigation comes out and they find him connected to it. It's game over for them. He will live in fear the rest of his life and his reputation and his reputation is already ruined. I don't care how the new media touts Dr. Fauci. I don't give a shit. I don't care how many times he's on CNN. I'm not interested to hear what they have to say on CNN. I am interested to hear what the comments have to say. And when I go into the comments, none of it is good. None of it. There is no support for Dr. Anthony Fauci from we, the people. And it doesn't matter how big of a fan you were at the time. You're not any longer. They will never have peace again, ever. And that's just going to have to be enough for now. I know. I, I know it's, it's not the same. I know that a lot of people are big into an eye for an eye. And I don't disagree. But for now, it, you have to take what you can get. And to know that Dr. Anthony Fauci's reputation is pretty much crap now. And to know that him and his wife probably lose sleep and have to spend all of their money on security is enough for me for now. <clears throat> it's like house arrest, kitchen mortician guy. Yeah, it's not jail. I get it. But it is like house arrest. And as someone who's been on house arrest, it's not great. 30 days wasn't that long. And then I found out that my house arrest monitor never worked. And the cops laughed about it when they took me when they took me off it. It's like you fuckers. They're like, yeah, it never worked. So I could have just left and you would have never known. That's pretty much exactly what they said. They even gave me a refund of a disc or a discounted refund because it didn't work. Justice system. It's for driving charges. So y'all can calm down. It was a long time ago. Um, but that's it. That's going to have to just be good enough for us for right now. At some point, I do believe Dr. Anthony Fauci is going to be called to Congress, to the House, to the committees, and he's going to have to testify. And I think that might be what they're waiting for in regards to the Fauci files when it comes to Twitter, too, because Twitter is all intertwined in this. As much as people want to say it's, it's just Twitter, it's just social media app, it's not. They had entire hearings surrounding the Bluebird app, like four of them. <laughs> like it's important. Twitter is important. It's a placebo. It was a placebo ankle monitor. Yeah, that's that's Cowtown. Well, it's not this Cowtown, but it was another Cowtown. So that's all I got. That's all I have for videos. Um, but that's all we're gonna get at this point. And we're gonna wrap with TikTok. I didn't forget. I didn't forget, Sonia. So Sonia's got an update for me on TikTok. Listen. If you were on TikTok, well, you know what? Sonny, you said you sent it in my Telegram. She sent it to me right before I started, so I don't have it pulled up and ready to go. I don't even know where my Telegram is. Hold on. I've got three different screens here. I'm going to have to close this for just a second. There it is. And here is the TikTok. Yes. Hi, everyone. Oh, my gosh. How do I pause this? Just a minute. Okay, I'm going to start this over and then I'll throw it up on the screen. I'm sorry. See, I need like a team like Benny Johnson has. Where is my... There it is. Okay, here I am. I'm back. Hello. Uh, let's throw this up. Share screen. Microsoft Edge. Window and I need the tab so you guys can hear it. Okay, so this is the CEO of TikTok. Okay, so a couple, what, like a week, couple weeks ago, Congress had unanimously passed a bill 
to go to Joe Biden's desk and he, he give him the power to ban TikTok without the approval of Congress. Okay, that's what makes this ban with Congress or this ban with TikTok different than when Trump did it. Trump needed the approval, like bipartisan approval from Congress and he ended up losing it. And so they ended up selling it off to a company called Oracle, but then that didn't work out. It was kind of complicated and then it kind of died out and nobody really cared. We kept TikTok, it was fine. This time around, it is gonna be a little bit different. So this time around with TikTok, they introduced, they sent it to Biden. He now, Biden has sole control whether or not they want to ban TikTok. And he can do it without the support of Senate or Congress, from what I understand, or anybody. He can just sign it into law and it, you get 20 days or whatever and it's done. That's the difference. And it, it's gotta be a big deal because like Sonia sent me this TikTok. This is the CEO of TikTok. And he is coming out here and he is trying to reassure you that they are trying to make a deal here. So apparently this is a little bit bigger of a deal than it was when Trump tried to do it. Um, and let's watch TikTok. Here you go. Hi, everyone. It's Joe here. I'm the CEO of TikTok. I'm here in Washington, D.C. today. Can you and, hear it? Uh, I have some news and updates to share with everyone here. Today, I'm super excited to announce that more than 150 million Americans are on TikTok. That's almost half of the U.S. coming to TikTok to connect, to create, to share, to learn, or just to have some fun. This includes 5 million businesses that use TikTok to reach their customers. And the majority of these are small and medium businesses. Now these numbers are amazing. And I'm so thankful to all of you and the 7,000 TikTok employees in the US who are helping us build this incredible community in America and around the world. Now this comes at a pivotal moment for us. Some politicians have started talking about banning TikTok. Now this could take TikTok away from all 150 million of you. I'll be testifying before Congress later this week to share all that we're doing to protect Americans using the app and deliver on our mission to inspire creativity and to bring joy. Let me know in the comments what you want your elected representatives to know about what you love about TikTok. Okay, so first of all, what I love about TikTok is that you taught me how to be resilient piece of shit app. Secondly, actually I have a love hate relationship with the stupid app. All right. It's run by a bunch of lefty angry kids who think kicking me off TikTok is going to make me die. And so they constantly take my account downs, but that's okay. This is something that has not happened. That did not happen with the Trump administration. This has got me a little bit concerned. This means that TikTok is concerned. This means that they want you to put into the comments why, so that when he goes, and he's testifying this week, can we find out when that is? And if it's gonna be on C-SPAN or on the House, can we find out where and what committee he's, if you can, or I'll look for it too after the live. We might have to stream that because I'm kind of curious. Um, I'm excited, I'm not excited. I like TikTok, I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok, obviously they booted me off, I'm on my 30th account. Um, but at the same time, TikTok is not a national threat. Like TikTok's not a threat to you. They don't, the chat, they don't want your information. They don't care what the layout of your house is. I've seen that. They don't care what the layout of your house is. Okay. TikTok doesn't care. They don't care how much money you have in your I don't, I don't think they care about any of that. I really don't. They care about making money, which is why they pay you. I think it's crap. They pay you very, very little. They push drama shit out the door. Like they love to stir the pot and create drama. And 
that's TikTok can be very toxic, but it's, they're not after your information. I don't care how many dogs you have. I don't care about your stupid dancing videos. TikTok's not a threat to us. TikTok is a threat to our government though, because I can come out there. I can go to TikTok and I can make a video talking all kinds of shit about our own government, right? I can, I can find, I, I, I use the John Podesta, so I made this video about John Podesta and Pizzagate and I broke it down in, in just under a minute and the video spun out like 500,000 views and just over 10,000 downloads. It was insane <laughs> because it was about eats a pay eight gay and it was about election odd fray and it just went, people saved it. It was gone, right? had all the screenshots, put it all together. If I were to have tried to post that here, I did post it to Instagram and it went down on Instagram within a couple of days after getting all of a hundred views. I'm about done with Instagram too. They just slapped me with another fucking restriction just now, just yesterday. I'm on, I've been on restriction on Instagram for the last year. I got off it for two weeks and then they slapped me with another one because they'll restrict for 90 days. I'm about done with Instagram. I should take it out of this stupid banner that app. Fuck meta. Anyway, it can go anywhere. And it, and then they can like, you can download. This is the difference between Instagram reels and like what YouTube's got too. TikTok, I can download one of your videos. I just downloaded a bunch of hippies for the live tomorrow to make a promo. I can download your video and then it's mine forever. I keep it as to where Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all you can do is share the link. Or you can screen record it, which is a huge pain in the ass. But you can only share the link. So if the video goes down, you can't go back and watch it, even if you have the link. Believe it or not, TikTok is more, we're, we're more able to trust TikTok than we are meta. Because the government doesn't control, cannot control what information gets suppressed on TikTok and what information does not. <coughs> TikTok is a threat to our own government. That's why they want to take it down. It is, it is nothing to do with the Chinese. I don't know why they want us so mad at China. Half the shit that we order is from China. China owns like a good percentage of the farmland here in the United States. China has police stations sporadically placed all over the United States. China sent one of their weather balloons. Chinese spy balloon over the entirety of our country before we shot it down. But TikTok is a problem. TikTok's not a problem for your security. TikTok is a problem for our government because it allows us to get information out and to get it out quickly before it can ever be touched. It allows us to build relationships and to unite over certain things. Look at some of the stuff that has happened, right? And I'm, I've got a very small scale like a very small sample scale of, of the uniting. Okay. So when the trap stuff happened, when trap came out, he got big mad at me because I called him out for being a freaking douche and supporting statutory rape. He came out and he doxed me. He came out and he's like, with my real name. Okay. It's not a big deal. I mean, people have done it before and they did it better, but he, he tried. And I was like, dude, you're a clown, whatever. And we, and we essentially, we moved on. He issued us a verbal cease and desist and we moved on. But the amount of people who hate me and good trouble is just one of them that I can think about who came to my defense with it. Kind of he then good trouble hates me. He's made videos about me. 
He called me some weird mean names and I just let it go. Cause whatever. But he, he's like, you know, what's funny. He's like, ship is that how can you and I unite over some douchebag? It's funny how it's the kids it's, it's being doxxed. And then the kids is what's going to unite the two of us. And see our, our government doesn't, they want us fighting. They want us separated. They want us fighting, which TikTok is really good at making that happen too. But TikTok has built relationships. TikTok has showed people big pharma and, and alternative things that you can do to get rid of your headache rather than to go get a prescription. TikTok has taught you how to grow your own food. TikTok has taught you how to prep and how to keep prepping and how to not go poor while doing it. TikTok has taught people their purpose in life and what they should be doing and what they need to be doing. TikTok took away Hollywood almost completely within five years. People don't watch Hollywood movies anymore. People watch TikTok. People watch YouTube. TikTok took that away from them. You can't, you can own TikTokers. We're seeing that right now. You, you can, and they're starting to infiltrate some of these TikTokers, but it's not going to be as easy. TikTok is a threat to our own government. That's why they want to ban it. It has nothing to do with your safety. And Based off of that, and we'll watch the testimony if we can find it. If it's going to be aired, you found it. Okay, so Sonia found it and found where it's going to be aired. So we'll I'll set the live stream for it. We'll we'll live stream the testimony with TikTok because I am curious to find out what's going to happen. Um, because TikTok's how I started too. I mean, it's also how I ended a whole bunch of times. But TikTok's why I do what I do. And as toxic as it can be, sometimes. I don't like the fact that our government's like, look, the Chinese are spying on you through this app. Thursday at 9 a.m. Perfect. Can you send that to me on Instagram so that I have the link? And I'll build the broadcast after this and we'll watch it. We'll all watch it together at nine in the morning. We'll all watch it together at nine in the morning. We're live that night too. I don't like the government coming out and being like, we're doing this for your safety. No, the fuck they're not. They absolutely are not. They just cannot control what's being put out on that app. And that's what the problem is. And that pisses me off. TikTok and I, we hate each other most of the time. We hate each other today, I can tell you that. <laughs> but I don't, there are so many people out there that don't do politics, that don't do this kind of shit, um, that their whole business is through that platform. And they don't deserve to be taken down just because our government doesn't want us talking about them. And just because the government can't control it. That's Gestapo type shit. You want to talk about, what is, what is his name? Stalin? They are so, I don't understand the China stuff other than it's just smoke and mirrors. They just want you looking at China and Russia so that they can do their dirty shit. They're like, we need to be afraid of Russia. Why? We, why do we need to be afraid of China? They're like, well, China's launching their missiles. Okay, I can distinctly remember in 2010 seeing those same type of articles. They're launching their missiles into the ocean. We need to be prepared. Fucking do it then. Shit or get off the pot. Like this has been going on too long. But you can't take the one app away that helped everybody through a pandemic and, and people found their forever loves. People got married on that stupid app. Look at Texan. What's her name? I can't think of her name now. Yeah. People's whole lives changed for the better because of TikTok. And they want to take that away because they can't control it. That's horseshit. We'll watch it. I'm here for it. What else do I got? 
Do I have anything else? I wrote something else down. End on TikTok. I got Texas Lindsay. That's it. Well, now we got another live scheduled. So I'm excited. Bring breakfast. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for today's nooner, you guys. We are live. We're live a bunch more times. Let me pull my calendar up. So today is the only nooner that I have right now. We're going to stream the TikTok um, thing. Probably. We'll probably do that here and maybe even on TikTok if they'll let us. Tomorrow night, we've got Hippie. So conservative Hippie is coming on. Like I said, the pronoun people came for us hard when we came out against the Hershey stuff and the trans community and how they were overthrowing women's uh, opportunities. Uh, they came in hard and they came in hot. And then Jeffrey Marsh somehow got wrapped into that uh, because he's a predator. And I said what I said. Um, give me one second because I said what I said. And, uh, but they, she went hard at him too. And they're coming hot and bothered her. So we're going to bring hippie on and we're going to talk more about the transgender movement and how it's affecting women and how it's affecting women's rights. Um, and then Thursday night, I'm bringing back everybody's favorite, just Justin, and we're going to go over conspiracy stuff with him. So that's going to be a good time. So Molly wants to know, how would you do underneath a social credit score? I would not. My credit score now isn't great. I mean, it's good enough to buy a home, but it's not good enough to get any kind of good interest rate. I don't think. Like, it's not good enough for you to steal my identity, if that makes sense. Probably not well, considering that Instagram has already slapped me with another restriction yesterday. I wouldn't have one. I'd be in the negatives. Is that possible? Social credit score? Don't we already have one of those on social media? Instagram tells me all the time when I try to follow people, they're like, are you sure you want to follow this person? They constantly report misinformation. Bitch, yes, I do. Stop telling me what to do. Technically, we've already kind of got it. It just doesn't impact your real life yet. But it does impact your social media life 100%. If you think about it. So I'd be in a box like Black Mirror. I don't know. Um, so more to come on all of that. And that's that's it. That's all I got. You guys, I love your faces. You guys on Rumble, Dr. Doc and JC and then everybody else who didn't comment. You guys, I love your faces. Thank you for being here. For all of you guys listening after the fact on the podcast, we are on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and all the podcasts and then some other podcasts and Podbean. Uh, we're on all of them. If you're listening after the fact, thank you so much. And thank you for your support. I know you guys um, support us there too. Thank you so much for that. And that's it. We love your faces. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong. You're headstrong. Take you on. That's really strong. Ding dong. Take you on. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're hedged wrong. You're hedged wrong.